1: Uh, Here today on the Divorce Literacy Interview Series, we have Ms. Tracy Provost. Uh, Tracy is a certified divorce financial analyst. Um, She is a uh, collaborative financial neutral and the founder of Divorce Financial Care. Welcome, Tracy. Thanks for joining me today.
0: Thanks, Mark. Love the work you're doing.
1: Thank you. Um, Can you expound on your bio a little bit and tell us a little bit more about Tracy Provost and obviously Divorce Financial Care? Sure. Uh,
0: so I, you know, I kind of got into doing this work in 2009 when I was working for an all-female financial services firm, and found that the majority of our clientele were 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 women uh, who were either widowed or had gotten divorced. And I think the key factor that each of our clients had was they did not understand their financial um situation at the time of those life events and look this is becoming much much more prevalent in 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 um in discussions and online and all that stuff but the bottom line is so many people wait until it's a problem before they do anything so i really felt the need and the and the drive to be proactive in educating not just women, but they tend to be in the area where I practice, um, which Zoom is, I mean, which COVID allowed that to be all over the country, but primarily in in the Northeast. Um, It's been more of a traditional model where perhaps the spouse is the husband and he's outside the home working, and he also handles all things financial. And a lot of that has to do with being so close to New York and the financial district and all of that, where um, you know, where they're yeah, I got it, honey, I got it. And right. so what ends up happening is when you get to a crisis, these educated women or educated spouses, whether it was a man or a woman, uh, all of a sudden feel great regret and shame uh, on them not taking any any uh, ownership or any interest in wanting to learn about their financial life. So that was my entry point, and I ran a workshop in um in Southport for four years. That basically was a financial literacy four-hour workshop once a month. Um, it was primarily focused on clients considering and contemplating divorce, but it allowed them to come into a safe space and get a little bit more education on, on the process they could they could perhaps be getting ready to go through. Um, and so that was really the foundation on which I built my practice and um you know i used to manage assets i don't do that anymore my practice is is concentrated full time on working with clients uh who are going through divorce at any stage if if clients are lucky enough to get me early on um it's a wonderful resource for them um to really give them guidance and and clarity on the steps they need to take in order to get through this to the other side not only from a from a financial perspective but but money is not emotional, but we're emotional about money. So
1: Absolutely. navigate
0: through that aspect of it as well.
1: Well, that's, that's excellent. That's a really big niche. I run into that in my own practice uh, with a lot of women who just don't understand. So it's really uh, special that you, you kind of found that niche and and grew into that for yourself. Thank you for that. Um, I know a lot of these situations, each, each divorce situation is unique in itself Um Anything um, that jumps out at you that you would change, um, or can kind of give a heads up or some clarity to a client contemplating considering divorce um, as they start on the path?
0: Yes. Um, so my fam, my fellow family law professionals, especially those uh, attorneys, um, you know, everybody feels their first step is, oh, I need to talk to an attorney. And, and in doing so, they also want to talk to every friend that they have on the planet who's ever gone through divorce. And that's a very, uh, that's a slippery slope. Um, and you know, a lot of, a a lot, it's interesting. I don't know, maybe four years ago, I posted on Facebook, somebody said they were looking for a, um, a, a barracuda, a shark. And I posted something very simple. And I just said, you know, I don't know your situation, um, but one of the things I would recommend is figure out, you know, kind of why you're looking for that shark. What is it you're trying to accomplish? Because there are a lot of other ways to get divorced that can help a family stay intact more financially and emotionally And wow, they came out of the woodwork. Like, what does that mean? I don't have to go to to a trial. I don't have to go to litigation. I don't have to do that. So, you know, for me, I concentrate a lot of my practice when I am a financial collaborative neutral on the non-adversarial process. But I get plenty of referrals and clients that come to me who are going to litigate. And that's a really important shepherding role, in my opinion, for somebody like myself, because when we talk about divorce, unfortunately, it really boils down to two things: money and the kids. Yep. Right, and all of those things are just chalked with emotional baggage around them. Um, so, to me, the ultimate, um, the ultimate initial uh, move a, a client or a person can make who's considering divorce is to do what I'll call a tandem or a trifold approach. One, make sure you have a therapist because I think the head has to be on right so that you're saving money and anguish as you go through this process. So that would be the number one suggestion for me is to find yourself a mental health professional.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: and number 2 would be in tandem with going and talking to a family law professional and by the way you don't have to pay a $600 retainer to talk to a family law professional there are plenty of of attorneys that will give you 15 or 20 minutes and yes. you can get a lot of you can get a lot of feeling of whether or not you have a, a a connection with that person because keep in mind as professionals we make up the team for our clients going through this process So we work for the client. And to me, it's super important that everybody who's on our client's team understands their role and they are doing what they can to to shepherd this client through a process that they never expected to go through in their lives. So I would say those three, a financial professional to kind of tell them, here's what you're going to need to know. Because as much as attorneys know finances, they
1: don't know finances.
0: (laughs) And that's all I do day in and day out.
1: And that's okay because that's not their job.
0: A hundred percent. So the more, so that's why I kind of like it as a three pronged approach for me as the best way to equip a person who's contemplating
1: divorce. So you've, you've really embraced the collaborative process in your practice and bringing all of the team members together to give the client the best experience possible for them. Yeah. And oh, oh, by the way, it'll probably save them some money if they decide not to litigate.
0: You know, Mark, the one thing I see in, in collaborative is people think collaborative equals, equal signs, no mm-hmm. conflict. That is not the case. It is right, not, not rainbows and butterflies. It is not, um, oh, we're going to have a kumbaya during this whole thing. It is hard, hard work. But what I love about the model are the two neutrals. Again, the mental health neutral and yep. the financial neutral. Because that neutrality levels out the emotional side of it and levels out the emotions around the financial side of it. Yes. And one of, I look at one of my most important jobs as a collaborative financial neutral is ensuring that both parties are on the same playing field from a financial education standpoint. That way, they have the skills to figure out during negotiation, what is that going to mean for me? What does that look like? Where, where, where am I going to be in a year? Where am I going to be in five years?
1: Um, Really important information there now, for sure. For sure. Yes. Um, Talk a little bit more about your financial neutral role in the collaborative process and, 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 and how you kind of spearhead that situation.
0: Um, If you would, you know, it's a, it's a, it's one of the tougher roles in that group because excuse me, you have attorneys that are advocating for their client, right? Mm-hmm. And I sit there as a neutral and I can't advocate for anybody. And I have a client that comes in and says, well, no, I'm entitled to this. I, uh, I'm owed this. I should have this. So it's a very strategic, empathetic, um, really therapeutic way to try and walk the clients through the process to, to, to peel away a little bit of the emotion and really say, okay, what are we talking about? Let's really taking the actual financial situation issue, whatever that is, and really trying to dissect it, to break it down into just, does that make sense? Is that something that you really want to spend a lot of money on? Um, And so I work very hard in that collaborative role, to to ensure that both clients understand that the neutrality i have which is hard it's not always easy right i would imagine so you know because your your feelings get in there about well that guy's a jerk and she's a you know i mean it it just it's, it's hard not to not to be judging but to really have the confidence and the um and the the uh intimacy with this with this family's finances to help them make sure they're exploring all of those options in order to meet both of their interests. And that's really the biggest difference between litigation and non-adversarial is when you're non-adversarial, we are working on what the client's interests are. Children, stay in the house, uh, you know, don't want to be homeless. We all have the same interests, but yep. when you come at it from litigation, litigation is more about who's going to win and let's right. fight for what we have. Um so at the end of the day it really does boil down to the children and finances. So why not put those interests at the top yep. and help the clients with a skill set that can help them navigate through that and then be able to move forward
1: and and taking so much of the emotion out of it and keeping them focused on on those tasks. Yeah. Uh, moving for sure. moving forward. Wonderful. Yeah. That's that's a great answer. Thank you for that. Um any memorable cases that have kind of stuck with you over the years that uh kind of hang your hat on and you're you're proud of or or maybe even one that you know has a little dread behind it
0: so the beauty about what i do by not managing assets is um i don't have to worry about trying to get their money after i'm done with a case or anything like that so they're very comfortable with me and they trust me and so i have some clients who i helped with get them divorced five six years ago Uh, i'm having coffee with one on friday And, you know, she in particular, her name is Andrea and her, she in particular was young. She was 41 when she got married, never paid a bill, never saw a bill, never had any idea what things cost, um, had to be out of the marital residence, had to go find a rental three kids under the age of 12, um, hadn't worked from Indiana, just the salt of the earth. And her husband was a Ivy league, um, law student law grad, very successful, very highly compensated. Um, and so when I first got her little, I got her in May of, of 2018 and um, I read her, her divorce agreement and it said basically her, her alimony had been retroacted to January. So by the time I got her as a client, she'd already, he, he considered her living in the marital residence. And so when it was her alimony was tiered and mm. all of a sudden she wasn't getting any alimony within a month after being divorced because oh he had, he had front loaded it. So sat down with her, told her how how she was going to get. We showed her. I showed her how she was going to get through the rest of the year. What that looked like. We put on the oxygen mask. And <laughs> fast forward, it's 2024, and um, she. Uh, I helped her buy her first home in Fairfield. Wonderful. Um, she remodeled it with a very um, wonderful uh, experience of a, of a of a of a of a what do you call that contractor. Um, I helped her get her LLC off the ground. She is now a um, private trainer and also is a uh, senior trainer at Solid Core in Westport. Um, she That's just got through uh, being in a magazine for being, um, you know, all the things that, that she does. Because she does, all. like, I've just watched this woman blossom. And she's now 44 years old. And she has never been in a p- better position to live a wonderfully joyful life. That's amazing. Full of, full of responsibility for paying her own bills and paying her
1: mortgage. You're you're like a proud, you're like a proud parent.
0: A (laughs) hundred percent. I love her. I love, and I have a lot of clients like that. And I just love, you know, they always say to me, um, you know, gosh, I think back to the first day I met you. And I said, yeah, I I wish I could record. I wish I could have recorded you. (laughs) Um, That growth mark is worth any amount of money I could earn in this role. It's,
1: it's so, super fulfilling. Um, I can see it on your face.
0: Yeah. Super, super meaningful for me. So I'm, I'm, sure very, have, I'm very, I'm very lucky I'm, I get to do this.
1: I'm sure you have many stories like that, which is, which is awesome. Well, I'm sure anybody watching this, this interview is going to want to get in touch with you um, to, to hire you for your services. How can somebody um, get in touch with you? Website? Uh, so, well, phone?
0: I think it's, Yes, but I think it's really important. You may have just heard 10 minutes of me talking, but you can go on my website and learn more about me. Um, I also offer references because I think it's really important. Um, You can't tell. I always give a a first consult at no charge Mm -hmm. because that person doesn't know if I'm going to be able to help them or they like me or they want to work with me. So I normally will give a half hour to 45-minute consult at no charge. Uh, my website is Provost, Um, or um, you can always shoot me a, a text and my number is on my website. So learn about me on my website, learn about the kinds of things I do, and um, I'm always happy to um, to help. That's what I do.
1: That's awesome. Thank you so much. Any last minute thoughts that you'd like to share? Uh-
0: well, I think the last minute thought I have is I am so glad to have met you, you know, a year, two years ago um, yep. to learn what you do. Because if there's one thing I think we all know in going through this process is nobody can go through it alone.
1: Yes, And that absolutely. includes
0: us colleagues when we have clients who have a need for help and you have been there for them. Your expertise is there for them. So I am super grateful for the niche you've kind of, of, of carved out because you're the only one I know who does this in the state of Connecticut that I know. I know there's a few others, but not many.
1: Um,
0: and I, to have that resource, uh, as, as, as something I can offer clients is huge. Especially with the interest rates being up, the first thing they're going to ask is, how am I going to afford to refinance? How am I going to afford to move? So I'm grateful for you
1: and your team for um, for the things that you're able to do for my clients. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I am equally as grateful for you. And thank you so much for taking the time to do the interview today. Uh, I very much appreciate it. Good to see you. You as well. Okay. bye. Thanks for listening to Divorce
0: Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at DivorceLendingAssociation.com.